Welcome back to Getting to the Top, a podcast about transformational leadership, where I interview extraordinary leaders about their leadership journey. My hope is that by doing so, we're able to, one, inspire a whole new group of diverse and unexpected leaders to pursue leadership. Secondly, to enhance leadership for those who are already on the leadership journey. And third, and most importantly, change the world through maximizing our potential as human beings. And it have more diversity, equity, and balance throughout organizations. So today I have the great honor of having with me Stacey Adams. She's currently the Vice President of Investor Services at InvestTT, Trinidad and Tobago's National Investment Promotion Agency. She's also a director on the board of ExportTT, Trinidad and Tobago's National Export Facilitation Agency. She was previously at Jampro, at First Caribbean, um, at uh, First Caribbean International Bank Barbados, Jamaica, Republic Bank Limited, Trinidad and Tobago. She holds an MSc in New Media Information and Society from the London School of Economics and Political Science in the United Kingdom, and a bachelor's degree in mass communications from the University of the West Indies. She is a classically trained lyric soprano and a two-time Trinidad and Tobago music festival champion. She has the most extraordinary voice. And she has sung leading roles in many productions regionally across North America and Europe. Welcome, Stacey. Thank you, Raquel. It's so good to see you. And let me start by saying I think you're doing a wonderful job with this series. I've learned so much myself from having listened to those who I've worked with in the past, like Sharon Christopher, and others who inspired me by their journeys as well. Wonderful. And I, I think it's it's fitting that you would have learned something from this series because I learned so much from you. And I thought that that was, you know, of the people that I've led, I learned so much from you about leadership. And that was a really great experience for me working with you, which is why I said I have to, I must have Stacey on, on the series. Thank you so much, Raquel. All right. So is there anything else about your journey that you'd want to share? Do you want to run jump right into our questions well you, you touched on it a bit but i think and it's only of late i've been thinking about it more the extent to which my very early introduction to the performing arts has shaped my outlook on leadership mm. um and i think to the extent that you um perceive leadership to be a mindset a way of life uh uh, you know, the way that you move, the consciousness with which you move through the world. I've been a leader all my life. Yeah. I'm the first of five children, <laughs> born into <laughs> very humble circumstances in East Dry River. Wow. Um, and what that meant being first and literally the name Adams, you can't escape whether it's on the school log, anywhere you go, Adams is always first. So I, I grew up being the guinea pig. Yeah, the guinea pig for my parents to figure out what this thing <laughs> means to be a parent is all about, as well as the first in line for Spanish orals, French orals, guinea pig life. Yeah. And so in, in very in a very interesting way that shaped my outlook, gave me a whole lot of confidence mm. because you're literally thrown in on the deep end. Yeah. And I think that's been a feature of my career from day one. You know, I remember. Like my, my very first job out of Holy Name was um, a television news reporter at TTT. Wow. Day, I can feel the weight of the old pneumatic tape that they put in my hand and sent me on assignment at 18 years of age with a cameraman and a sound man who were like older men to me. And the assignment is yours to own. And your wow. target is to come back at the end of the day and have at least two news stories to make the seven o'clock news. Wow. So I was thrown in, um, learned a lot at TTT. 
um, really, really had the benefit of working with people um, like Hazel Ward um, and others there who just, I was in awe of mm. growing up. But I also realized um, through that experience that I had a lot to learn, yeah? Um, and so I made the decision from that time, I have to do my, I have to do my degree. I have to get properly trained. I mean, learning on the job is great. Yeah. Uh, and at that time, the only place in the region where you could get media training was in Jamaica. Mm. Um, it's not, you know, the landscape now is very different. You can sit at your home. And yeah. really I yeah. had to pack my bags and go to Jamaica at a time when my parents had no idea what Jamaica was about, or they were fed with media you. images yeah. of life over there. Yeah. So it was with a very heavy heart that I boarded a plane <laughs> and prayed to God, oh, well, just help me to get to these three years of university in this strange place. Raquel, can I tell you that it took me all of three months um, and on the way back, the flight back, I was uh -huh. literally crying because I thought to myself, Stacy, Jamaica has done one on you. I, I knew then that my relationship with Jamaica mm -hmm. was going to be much longer and very and, and take me on a very different trajectory mm -hmm. um, that I had I could ever imagine. And primary because of that is again because of the performing arts. Yeah. I got involved with the university singers, had the absolute honor of working with Noel Dexter, Professor Rex Nettleford, wow. and people like that who just I absorbed the landscape. Yes. What, it, what it meant to be a performer. Um, up to that point, I was doing musicals, Beatles, that, you know, those things were flying to Jamaica. <laughs> Jamaica is very much about identity, Caribbean identity, um, yeah. uh, the space. You can't come into contact with Prophet Nettleford and not, you know, have that kind of impact. And so I really, I thoroughly enjoyed my life there. Lifelong friends, um, people I've known for 20 plus years now. Um, and it really, Jamaica imp impacted my life and my professional career as well, significantly. Um, I, I, after 20 plus years of working there, the professional equity I had mm -hmm. um, when leaving Jamaica, and I left Jamaica like two or three times and ended up right back there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but that in a nutshell um, is what transpired with me. But, but with respect to leadership, um, I do think that the beginning of leadership is self-awareness. Yes. I've always known that. Um, and I, I say that because once again, going back to the impact the performing artists had on me, the creative spaces are very safe places. Yes. Um, they are, they are low, there's a level of self-deprecation, mm -hmm. you know, knowing yourself, you know yes. that you're not going to get the part of Nala, no matter, in Lion King, no matter how much you, Audition for it because you're not the body type. Ah. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Um, and and so it, it forces you in a different way to sort of face realities. Oh, yes. You know, yeah. Where, yeah. Whereas other spaces yeah. might protect you a little bit more. Right. But you and were you were first, uh, you know, first <laughs> up for your parents, got on a plane, went to Jamaica. How, how, how much, what's the age difference between you and your nearest sibling? Seven. I was an only child for seven years. And oh, wow. I really enjoyed it. And another interesting thing is that I grew up not knowing we were poor. Oh, wow. I grew up surrounded by abundance. I grew up, um, my mother always tells this joke that people would offer me money as a child. And I'll tell them, no, thanks. My daddy's rich. <laughs> <laughs> she says she doesn't know where that came from. 
but I've always had a sense of the wider world around me, of, of opportunity, of the world is bigger than I could imagine and certainly yeah. bigger than the circumstances I was born into. Mm-hmm. And so that was really an awesome experience. And I can look back now and see how that experience has really impacted my life, my, my view um, on leadership and, and other things. But I think your outlook made such a difference as well. I can't imagine. I think, you know, I, I somehow expected that your closest sibling was maybe two years, two years later. So when your parents are putting you on that plane, it isn't with heart palpitations. <laughs> but seven years, you're like, no, this yeah. is, you know, yeah, yeah that, that would be quite scary. You know, so from, from TTT, where did you go? From TTT, I went to, so I, I went to Jamaica to do my first degree. Mm-hmm. Um, that too was another journey of leadership because I ended up um, on the Guild, Deputy Hall Chairman of the Hall of Residents, um, being the lead, the, the leading the voice body soprano line, <laughs> the singers, having a lot of different um, leadership roles on the management committee at university. Leaving university, I ended up with UNESCO. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first job there um, wow. working for the regional communications head absolutely fell in love with what it meant to have that kind of role that yes. regional outlook and I think that impacted me as well um, being able to work and interact with people from across the Caribbean that was quite quite uh, an interesting journey I had at one point actually out of university I was doing three jobs wow um, at TDJ nationwide news and another one just to be able to make ends meet and be you know um someone fresh out of school who, who now is not no longer in her parents home yes wants to stay in Jamaica because university singers the life of being a performer in Jamaica was very different to me than being a performer in Trinidad we, we yes. saw we, tra- we toured extensively mm. saw the world I was you know surrounded by people who I really admired and so I was doing what I had to do to stay in Jamaica, if it, even if it meant at one point holding down three jobs. <laughs> um, I think the turning point for me there, though, was when I went to the U.S. Embassy. I mm. actually worked in foreign service there as a foreign service national um, at the Kingston Mission. Um, and very quickly knew, I think I was there for all of six months, that this is not the trajectory I want to go on. Mm. Um, And I think it's important. You know, people usually ask you, what do you want? How did you know what you want to be or where you want to end up? I I often think it's a whole lot more important to know exactly what you don't want. Ah, yes. What kind of of environments or what kind of journey you want to take and knowing where you want to end up so that you can filter out things that may um, impact take you away from that yeah yeah. so it's about being open to new opportunities while being very clear on what will not serve your end purpose yes yeah oh I like that very much and so so you know you're you're with UNESCO and I love that because not only would have have given you sort of regional exposure it would have given you global exposure as well that's a you know well-respected global organization you would have been um you would have been exposed to, to to sort of um all sorts of different people, all sorts of different mm-hmm. um, ways of doing things, and then to, to the U.S. Embassy, and then where from there? Then back to Trinidad, because at that point, things were getting really critical, and I said, Stacey, um, this trying to do several jobs thing and parent and make it, you know, it, it wasn't working out. And so I came back to Trinidad, landed um, the job as the editor of Group Corporate Communications wow. for Republic Bank. 
um, on a three-year contract. Had the absolute honor of working with Anna Maria Garcia Brooks. Ah. That interaction, that relationship changed my life. Wow. Um, when you talk about authentic leadership, mm. to this day, I think about her when, when I have when I have decisions to make. And I think what, what I admired was her ability to absolutely respect the individual in front of her and mm. meet them where they're at. Nice. And have those conversations that that made um, uh, your, your particular journey through work, through the work day, your assignments that, that much easier. I, had, I, hadn't, I didn't have that kind of experience up to that point. Mm. Um, and so that was very, very useful for me, very inspirational for me. And I think um, it mirrors your leadership style a lot. I, I would say that, that certainly that was my experience with you. Okay, that's thank you. <laughs> you know, I remember one day sitting at my desk um, at Republic. Mm-hmm. My contract was about coming to an end. I kind of knew I didn't want to renew it, mm-hmm. um, and I did know that I, it was about time to do my masters. Mm-hmm. So I applied to universities. I knew that I wanted to go to London, so I applied to universities. And while I was awaiting a response, I was reading the paper and saw the ad for uh, uh, the PR manager for this new entity that was being formed called First Caribbean International Bank, yeah. which would have been the merger of CIBC, all of CIBC and Barclays regionally. I remember reading that ad, vacancy ad, and at the end of it thinking, they want me. Ah. Listen, they described, I don't think I've felt that way ever since about anything I've read, but I, I, there, there was something in me that said, Stacy, this job is yours. Yes. And I went after it. I didn't care who else who was more qualified, who had a higher profile. I said, this job is mine. And I yes. wanted to get with that mindset and I got it. Of course. I, I do recall the very first day um, that I went to work, they were in the middle of strategic planning. And we didn't leave office till around like after 11 at night. And I floated out. Oh, I was so, I was so happy to be there. Aww. It was, it was the most inspirational experience. I, I was so happy to be surrounded by these people who knew what they were about. Um, and strategic planning was this new thing for me. So I lived the life of an expert in Barbados at, at what at that time in the marketing department. And you would have been hard pressed at that time to find another similar marketing department across the right. region. There right. were people from St. Lucia, Dominica, Jamaica, um, Trinidad. It was it really represented um, a cross-section of the Caribbean. So, so for somebody who, who doesn't have, because you know the performing arts requires talent, for somebody without your sort of base <laughs> of talent, wanting mm-hmm. to have that leadership exposure, you know, is it that, they should get involved in anything that they're passionate about and then and use that as an opportunity to kind of, of explore and really spread their wings. What, what would you recommend? I think so. I, I'm all for things happening organically. Mm. And I think that approach also helps with authenticity. If you throw yourself into something that you know feeds your spirit or that you've always wanted to do and you know you'll benefit from, get into it. Mm-hmm. Don't say no to any opportunities that come your way. Accept everything. Feel the challenge down to your toes and the fear mm-hmm. and jump in <laughs> because you'll benefit yes. um, ultimately. 
I, I absolutely agree. And I think, you know, for so for so many of us, huh, it's it's just sort of the the second guessing. And I think while I, I on on the issue of things happening organically, I agree to a point. I feel mm-hmm. like the gender balance, I know that when when you and I were were growing up, certainly at when I was coming out of high school, I recognized that there was a lack of gender balance, but I I somehow thought it will solve itself because it's clear. Mm-hmm. That, that women are so, you know, are so bright. I mean, the, the girls that I went to school with were absolutely magnificent, you know, in every single way. So I just couldn't see a day where we would be having this conversation mm-hmm. some, you know, 30 years later. It yeah. just did not occur to me. So just, you know, yes, there is a place for things happening organically and accepting, you know, what the universe provides and, and breathing into spaces that that um, that that present themselves. But I also think there's a, a, a level of deliberate action that also needs to, to to prop that up to make sure that we are actually having gains. Yeah. Versus I, would, just, I, would yeah. Agree, I would agree with you there as well. Um, I don't think anyone should allow life to happen to them. Mm. Yeah, I think we have a lot more control, a lot more power, a lot more um, ability to determine how we spend our time, where we spend it, and to be a lot more strategic in some of the decisions that we make. So I would agree with you, yes, that it is important to chart a course. If you see there's an opportunity there, and there is a gap, nature bores a vacuum, go and create it. Yes. And, and, and it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to map it all out. But as long as you have a, part, a plan and, and chart a course, you will end up moving forward. And yes. that's, that's the whole objective is that, that you're moving forward, yes. you're making progress. So then after the dream role that was made for you, what happened next? Um, this is, where was I now? At First Caribbean, Caribbean mm-hmm. in Barbados. Um, one day, I think maybe just under three years after being there. And three years really has been my kind of sweet spot. I'm, I'm at an organization mm. for three, four years and I move What, what three, a good point. <laughs> Listen to me, I say that. I say that to yeah. women so often because you get yeah. stuck. We get stuck yeah. in middle management. We get stuck on the, on the journey. And then somehow we don't sort of break through that glass ceiling because you get too comfortable in a particular yeah. position. Yeah. I think two to three years in any role is enough for you to A, make your mark, and B, learn what you need to learn to be able to get to the next level. And you know what the interesting thing is? I have been with Investity now for eight years. Yes, I know. I left you there. It surprises me. <laughs> and I wonder, Stacey, why is this so? It's because Investity has, there's been so much change in that organization yes. that it's almost a different organization every two or three years. Yes. Different leadership, different winds of change, all sorts of stuff. So, I look back three years ago and the organization I'm in now today is very different. Wow. Three years before that, a very, a very different one. So I think that's, you know, that's part of the reason. For that's it. keeping but, you interested. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. more change to come. Yes, you know? yes, yes, yes. And that excites me tremendously. <laughs> um, I'm really excited by the opportunities that are that are going to arise with what's in store for Investity and other government agencies aligned to investment promotion. Beautiful. Um, so I was at... Uh, Fisk Caribbean, rounding mm-hmm. off three years, um, and just said, let me check. I know I had applied to universities. I had put that on the burner because I was living a, this fabulous life in Barbados. Mm-hmm. Let me just go check my emails. I did not know, Raquel, 
and it was offered a scholarship for me. <gasps> <London Olympics>. No way! <laughs> and they were sitting there waiting, waiting for, for you to respond, and you're like, "Devil may care." care. <laughs> they didn't hear from me, so they just said, "Okay, when she's ready, she'll contact us." And so I did. Yes, I have. I don't think I resigned faster from anywhere. I I think by day two, my res- I resigned completely from First Caribbean Barbados and. I think maybe within a week or two was on a flight to, to London to start my, my master's at the London School of Economics. That was fabulous. Yes. Um, because I was in London. Yes. Because the West End was just down the street. And so everything about what makes my heart happy. Yes. Performing um, history. I grew up um, part of my escape from that life in what they call behind the bridge somebody had given me um a set of books from charles dickens mm. i grew up in victorian england oh right? wow <laughs> so, <laughs> so everything the, you know the ability to see so much of what i had read about the landscapes the people the the historical buildings london was fabulous it was oh, the cool. absolute best decision for my life at that point and my career met people from all over the world who are who I'm friends with still today um and just as uh, LSE was wrapping up um and was wondering you know there are people offering you jobs from long before you, you, you exit the university I thought to myself do I really want to be another West Indian in London mm-hmm. or do I want to go back to the Caribbean where I have professional equity and and live like a queen Yes. <laughs> yes. And so I made that decision. And fortuitously, in my search, my search coincided with First Caribbean Jamaica looking mm-hmm. for a marketing and admin manager. Very nice. And so I there I was back in Jamaica. <laughs> the call <laughs> never left. <laughs> very, very, very happy um, to be back in that space. And that was fabulous as well. Was able to work with some really good people, good leaders. Um, and that really, I, I, at that point I thought, okay, this is it. I'm back in Jamaica. Life is good. I'm happening. And then my position was red circled. Oh no. And I had a choice to make, um, at that point. Yeah. And I see, you know what? I'm, I'm rounding off about a, a good chunk of time. Um, my three year was up. I was there for like about five years. I said, okay, I'm, I usually leave. Let me let me let me explore opportunities. Applied yeah. to Jampro, um, uh, got the job initially as their manager for knowledge services, mm. and didn't realize I was I had joined the organization at a time of restructuring. Mm. And so six months after that, was offered the role as manager of investor investment facilitation nice. at Jampro. Yeah. Loved it. It really represented a, a bit of a risk for me because it was. I guess a step down, industry. but also a yeah. step down from my job at, at the country management level of a bank, sure. regional bank, um, in terms of salary and what it meant. But it was it was a risk I happily took, mm. wise decision, um, because having been there and then deciding for other reasons, because my father's health took a turn for the worse, so that mm-hmm. I wanted to come back to Trinidad and bank some family time. Yeah. The job at it, there was investity, yes, <laughs> you know, yes. and so it's it's really been um, humbling the way that my career has 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 moved. Um, I um I have always been kind of fearless 
with respect to job searches. I think yeah. I will always land on my feet. Yes. Um, I, I, I thrive in learning environments. Um, I, I welcome change. I, and I, I am impatient of change sometimes. And as I mentioned, investities and organization that has changed significantly since I first joined. And I'm looking forward to this new chapter again for the organization. Wonderful, wonderful. And I, I, remember, I remember that fearlessness uh, in your interview. You just, you know, you came in and you owned the room. And I should have, I should have known that, that you were a performer at some point because you, you knew who you were, you knew what you were about, you came in. And, and I think that is something that, that a lot of us miss is that, is that confidence of understanding that things will always change. And if you know that you are good at what you do, you will land on your feet one yeah. way or the other. And yeah. it may not be what you planned, but a lot of times it's something even better. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, even me with all that I've gone through and all that I know, I will sometimes spend too much time looking back at the closed door versus looking at the, the, the open one before me. Yeah. And, and I, I don't believe that there is an, that you miss opportunities, but you certainly can, can sort of languish too long yeah. in, in an old space when you could be filling up a new one. And doing so much more. And, yes. and you know, when we go back to my own personal philosophy about um, self-awareness being the beginning of leadership, the foundation, you learn, that journey then never ends because yes. you're always consistently learning. Yes. And new opportunities, new environments, new people give you a sense to challenge what you thought you knew about yourself. <laughs> um, and then you really have to sit with you yes. and process it. Yes. Recalibrate and face the world again, hopefully a better version of you. Yes, and that's the thing. I, I mean, you know, I sometimes I, I remember, I can't remember what it was yesterday. I learned something new yesterday and I was like, my God, still every single day I'm learning yeah. something new. I'm recalibrating. I'm, I'm, I'm becoming a, a, a different and hopefully better version of myself. But Sometimes I'm like, gosh, I'm tired of learning new stuff. How, how yeah. don't I know everything yeah. already? Sometimes, sometimes, you know, you go on for a while and think, yeah, I got that. I got that. There's the other things I'm dealing with. And then, bam. Yeah. You're humbled and reminded that you haven't really quite dealt with that particular aspect that needs to, that needs interrogation. Yes, yes, yes. Or yeah. you decide, you know what, here are the three things that I'm working on. And the universe says, one second. Yeah. <laughs> Here yeah. are three yeah. more to add to your three. You have a nice little half dozen of things that you have to work on as you move forward through this life. So true. Yes. So you know, it's 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 been it's been quite a quite a journey. Um, mm -hmm. I think one of the things that I thought you did especially well that I learned a lot from was how you spent individual time with the members of your team. So tell us about what you think your leadership style is and how um, and how you go about things. You know, Raquel, I think I try to lead by example. Mm. And, and, and that's in essence it. I wouldn't want my team members seeing me asking things of them that they know Stacy wouldn't do. Yes. Or asking things of them that they know Stacy is, is, is really not for or, or about. Um, so I try to lead by example. It's important to me. And also with authenticity. Mm -hmm. I think that's very difficult. I think it's very easy to spot when people are coming to you with a persona. Yes. I'm not their true self. Yes. Um, and I think I would not want to be that. Yes. You know, um, I think it's good for, I'd always tell my staff, I want them to be better than me. And not that I'm boasting and I'm great, yeah. but certainly I've gotten here because I've, I've had the grit. I've had the, 
stick to itiveness. I've done. I've taken the risks, but they need to be better than me. Yeah, because and I, I could never understand Raquel leaders who don't want bright people yes. around them, people brighter than them. Yes. I, as I said, I, I thrive in learning environments, and I like I learn from everybody. Yes, you know, and I really want to to, to see them stretch themselves and learn to, to think a little better and, and, and strategically. And yeah, I enjoy seeing people flourish because I know when I look back from where I'm coming from, were it not for people in my life and experiences that really stretched me, challenged me, um, and people who dealt with me authentically. Mm. Um, I would think that I am this great X when I'm really a Y. You know, yeah. it, it it helps to get honest feedback yes. and the people who deal with you authentically. Yes. But you know, I'm I'm remembering now, and I hope you don't mind me sharing one mm-hmm. area in which you were not entirely fearless. Uh-huh. You remember? Oh, I know what it is. <laughs> Let me see. Three letters. <laughs> what? Tell me, tell me. No, IT. I, yes, I, literally... I was I was going to say CRM. So we're on the same page. I think just today I was thinking about it. I, yeah, I, I mean, I would seize up, you know? Yes, I literally um, said, Stacey, please break it. Break yes, it. Yes, let's, let's, yes. let's try that. Let's try that. Because if the objective is to break it, then you will not be afraid of it. Yes, and you will just yes, do what you need to yes, do. Yes, quite right. And I do remember that. I remember that distinctly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because you were fearless in every other in every other aspect, but for yeah. some reason, yes. Yeah. But yeah. but it's true. I I also think, and I I think, um, I at least hope that I did. I hope that I was was willing to hire people who were better and brighter and 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 had capacity well beyond mine. And I feel like certainly when I hired you, that was. That was one of those times where I did. You know what? What I think of the fact that we were in Jamaica at some point at the yes. same time, and we never met for years. For and years, we lived. I think we lived close enough to in Kingston. Never met. We in walking distance. Across. In walking yeah. distance from each other. Yeah. Yes. And, and Jamaica is so small with the social circles. It yeah, is impossible exactly. that we didn't meet. <laughs> yes. And I thought to myself when I actually did meet you and found out who Raquel Moses was, my first thought was, "This lady is a rock star." Oh. Kid you not. And I describe you, I describe you like that to people I meet. I said, Raquel is a rock star. And I, that was my impression of you then. Look at how much you've done since we left. You've gone international, as we would say, right? So I admire you tremendously as well. And I think um, that there is a there is an energy and a vision you have. And I know that you were dealing with um, diversity and women's issues from you in Jamaica. Yes. yes, I found out about that once yes. I found out about you. So this is an authentic extension of yourself. And I'm grateful for that. And I think many of the um, podcasts I've seen have inspired me. I hope this is inspirational to some people. And I wish you all the best, Raquel. Thank you. you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what you do next. I know. So somebody was asking me, they're like, is this, is this your job? I said, no, this is my hobby. I said, but this is the thing that if I didn't do it, I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't okay. live an authentic life. Okay. So, so I, I, this, I didn't choose this. This chose me because, because I, I just believe in, in diversity and inclusion. And I know Good. that we'd have a better planet if we had more women in leadership, more women who led like you, yeah. more women who were willing to bring others along to develop their teams, to, to you know, encourage them, to get them going. And we have to, we have yeah. to continue to do that. Yeah. As it is right now, I'm the only female on the export TT board. 
Mm. Um, wow. And so that's an opportunity for me to make sure that there is another perspective. Yes, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. Good, good, good. All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate having had this chance to talk to you. And once again, thank you for joining us for this conversation with the magnificent Stacey Adams. And I hope that you like or subscribe to this podcast and you continue to join us and hear about these extraordinary leaders on this journey of getting to the top. Thank you so much.